Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, it's Lainey from the Library Love Fest team. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for listening. We wanted to spend our episode this week telling you a little bit about Library Journal's Day of Dialogue happening on May 6th. So we did a little preview for this on our door-to-door last week, and I've taken that audio and put it here so you can dive in and hear about all the authors we are going to feature. And um, you can learn about these authors and these books we're going to talk about and also how to register for this free event by going to bit.ly slash L-J-D-O-D May and I'm going to put that in the show notes. You can go and find out about everything we talk about. Um, and here's an audio from our past door-to-door where we're telling you all about Library Journal's Day of Dialogue. We hope to see you in our booth on Thursday. Bye. Again, Day of Dialogue is coming up here on May 6th. Uh, it's an all-day event. Uh, if you haven't registered, you still can. Thank you, Lainey, for providing the link. It's free to register. Uh, so I hope you guys good yeah great point and yeah there's some huge names both from HarperCollins and others on these panels there's a lot to see um so I'll go ahead and just like share our booth and then we can talk about kind of what's going on um let's see here all right so this is the HarperCollins booth do come say hello we'll be in the booth pretty much all day because I mean look at the lineup let's see so um Lane, if you want to head things off, because we have author booth chats, which you can come to our booth, the authors will be on video, and then you can chat with them, ask your questions, and they'll answer. So we have yeah. three author booth chats. I mean, you may have heard of this author, you may not have. Karen Slaughter is going to head us off at 11 a.m. We're very excited. That one just uh, just came together we we confirmed it and we were all really excited to get Karen so this is a standalone false witness and it is out in uno momento um July so this is about a lawyer who gets a case that maybe maybe she wasn't wasn't a coincidence that she got put on this case she has some secrets from her childhood so we love Karen and um I'm sure it'll be a great way to start off the author chats that day they just got a book list start review in an upcoming yep. issue. I'm not surprised. I think what they really praise and what I always love about Karen's writing is the interpersonal relationships uh, between siblings, between sisters. Her characterizations are just always so on point, along with just, you know, her twists and turns and, you know, the hard subject matter she tackles. I just, and she in person is so funny and, and so supportive of libraries. So that's going to be really cool. I think we're really happy to hear about that. So um, next we will be, for our author booth chats, we have James Han Matson, author of Reprieve, which is a big book for us coming in October. 
Um, he's the author of The Lost Prayers of Ricky Graves. This is our, his first book with us. And it's a social horror um, novel that takes place in the, well, there's different storylines, viewpoints, but it's all centered around this whole contact haunted house um, in this in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it's kind of infamous. The guy who made it is kind of this strange personality. He's really well known, but he's also kind of reclusive. No one really knows what his deal is. And the full contact haunted house is set up with like a series of rooms. Again, they can do whatever, they can touch you, they can push you, they can shock you. But if you get through all of the rooms without saying, you know, the, the safe word, which is reprieve, you win a bunch of money. But only one group has ever actually successfully done that. Um, so you're following the lives of basically four contestants who just happen to converge and take it upon themselves to get through this house. Um, and they're all coming from very different backgrounds. You have a young Black woman, uh, Kendra, who is not from Nebraska. She recently moved there and she just feels very much like an other in this kind of you know, country, town, city. Um, but she gets a job at the haunted house and is kind of like learning to make friends, but she's also learning more and more about this house and that it might not be everything that it appears. Um, and then you have um, a cousin of hers. You have um, a, um, a student from, uh, I believe, I'm sorry, let me double check this. He's an international, international student, JD, who's gay and he's coming to terms with his sexuality. And again, he's going to college and he doesn't really he's not from a place where he could admit openly his sexuality. And then he's kind of thrust into an environment that also at this point, it's 1997, people still aren't fully there as far as being open and accepting. And he's trying to figure himself out. Um, and then you also get the viewpoint of this guy. He's kind of like an older, older guy who's a uh, hotel uh, manager and he, basically falls under the influence of these really toxic political social websites where it's like you know the dominance of man and things like that and so you kind of see his character unravel and they all converge in this haunted house where something happens and then you're also getting the viewpoint of like there's this horrible crime that occurs in the haunted house and now you kind of are like looking back at everything that led up to it and how these characters converge and what their roles are. You don't know who's killed and you don't know who committed the crime. You just know that every character whose viewpoint you're following is involved in the story. So it is scary, but it is also just a very uh, poignant critique of you know politics, of sexuality, of race. Um, it does a lot and it's really, really good. It's scary at the same time. So I'm really excited to uh, meet James. He, he sounds wonderful. Uh, so we'll be talking from 1 to 120, 130-ish in our booth. Um, and then our last in-booth chat is going to be Honoré Fanon Jeffers, the author of The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois, which is going to be amazing. This book is so ambitious and huge. She's an already an award-winning playwright and poet and essayist. Um, so I'm, again, really excited to meet her. But this is her debut fiction, and it's a story about a family, um, and it's also a story about America, I guess. It's, it's, it's all told primarily through the viewpoint of this young woman whose family, she, she's, uh, she's a, a Black girl, and she has this kind of really long, um, successful family lineage, 
but they're very, it's very fraught and, and depending on which side of the family she's looking at. She's the daughter of a doctor and a school teacher. She has a grandmother who's very much about the lightness of skin being a very important part of one's life. But she also knows that this family is not talking about everything about their history, whether it's the relationship with slavery, with, with, with coming over from Africa, just like their history is tied to the history of America, but yet not everyone's talking about the reality of all of this. So she goes in and dives into her family's story and really discovers things that are enlightening, shocking, but it's a journey of self-discovery nonetheless. Um, but it really does take place from like early settlers to modern day, like it's, it's really beautiful um, and just, yeah, and ambitious. I just, I loved it. So um, for fans of The Water Dancer, The Turner House, or Home Going, I'm really excited to be able to see Honoré uh, join us, talk about the book a little bit and chat with you all. So we hopefully we'll see you there. That's from three to 3.20, 3.30ish. So that is our in-booth chats. Um, and then we have panelists. I don't know if y'all have seen the panels for Library Journal's Day of Dialogue. It's 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 out of control how good it is. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of like talk you through what we have going on, what our authors are doing, um, and go from there. Sound good? Yeah. Sound off? Let me know. But I think that's what we're gonna do either way. So um, the first panels, we, there's concurrent panels throughout the day. So to start things off. There's a literary, literary fiction here in a broad panel. Our author is Bernard Schlink, author of Olga, which um, is a really fascinating historical epic, uh, tracing the life of one kind of unique woman through three different viewpoints. So um, this takes place in this Prussian village in early 20th century. Uh, and Olga is this really like smart, kind of precocious woman um, who, doesn't come from money. And this is such a hierarchical, hierarchical? I can never say that word. Lainey, help me out. Just say it for me because I can't. Now I can't say it. Hierarchical. Like, I, oh my goodness. Well, apparently basically, there's a curse on that word today. Yeah, I jinxed us. But basically, you know, this, this Prussian society is all about what the family you're born into. And rarely, especially if you're a woman, do you, do you, transcend the life that you're born into but Olga is a, is someone who doesn't accept that she doesn't take that for herself and she works really hard she falls in love with the son of a local aristocrat she becomes a teacher um, and her life unfolds across some of the you know major events of the late 19th century and early 20th century so you're getting her life from three viewpoints um, kind of like a like a separated just more just uh, cold reading of her life and then you get her viewpoint and then the viewpoint of a young man who she really really influenced um so this is gonna be very very cool also on that panel um uwen akpan lauren groff amor tolls and margaret verbal so and that's uh that's gonna be one heck of a panel so that is from 9 30 to 10 10 so definitely come check that out um so yeah panel one yeah the next one is History and Culture with Matthew Pearl. And so this book, The Taking of Jemima Boone, true story of the kidnap and rescue at that shaped America. This is a narrative nonfiction from Matthew Pearl who wrote the acclaimed novel, The Dante Club. And this explores this little known history of this true story of 
the kidnapping of Daniel Boone's daughter and like the aftermath that just kind of went throughout the whole country. Um, and I, I love a good, you know, I love good true crime, but I also love a good historical narrative nonfiction that can teach you something new and Matthew's the perfect person to do it. Um, and so this one is at 10 to 10, 10, 15 to 10, 55. Let's see. Okay. Uh, next, Wiley Cash, uh, who's going to be on the literary fiction crossing boundaries panel from 1215 to 1255, um, which is a huge deal. We love Wiley Cash. I know you all love Wiley Cash as well. He's an incredible author in person. Um, and we're always thrilled by a publication from him. He's not a book a year type of person. He, he does, he takes a little time, but since uh, his previous book was The Last Ballad, which I adore, it was a library reads pick. He also wrote A Land More Kind Than Home and This Dark Road to Mercy. Um, and he's just an incredible Southern literary writer um, who covers a lot of interesting topics, but in a very propulsive way at the same time. Uh, so this is kind of part mystery, mystery, part, I guess that's a mix of mystery and literary, which really is kind of what it is. It's literary, it's a mystery um, about this plane that crash lands uh, in North Carolina near the coast. And there's no one in the plane, but a dead body is found um, later near the plane. And you're basically following the sheriff who's taking it upon himself to kind of figure out who this man is, what caused this crash, and what's really going on behind the scenes in this town. There's racial tensions involved in the South. Um, there's just like a lot of interesting side characters who are converging because of this mysterious event. Um, and it's just, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I still remember reading The Last Ballad just being struck by the strength of his writing and his characterization. He's just so, so talented. Uh, and I see a, see a lot of fans also on the comments. Thank you, Wendy uh, Bartlett, for the mystery compliment. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to catch on or not, but we're giving it a shot. But um, yeah, he's so good. I'm, there's a lot of quotes already in for this. Um, Lou Burney, who we adore, author of November Road, says, when ghosts come home is a gripping mystery as complex and layered as the characters who inhabit it. Set in 1984, Wiley Cash's exploration of race, justice, and grief of the fault lines that rip apart families and communities could not be more timely. Thank you, Lou, said it best. Um, so yeah, and other, off, I mean, you're gonna come for Wiley Cash, he's incredible. I don't think I need to say more than that. Um, but let's see, Mona Awad, author of All's Well, Omar Al-Akkad, what strange paradise Gregory oh and we'll get to Gregory Maguire as well he's also on that panel our author uh and then R. Kikuo Johnson I'm sorry if I mispronounced that and that's gonna be author you know who's our mo moderator for that wonderful panel I hope she's watching I saw you comment earlier uh the one and only Lillian Dabney who incredible reader thinker and I'm sure interviewer that's gonna be a really awesome panel so we're looking forward to that thank you for doing that Lillian can't wait to see you as well so that's, yeah, 1215, 1255. Yeah, so on that panel, the liter literary, what did you say, mystery? Um, the literary fiction crossing boundaries panel, we also have Gregory McGuire, who wrote Wicked and that trilogy. And this actually 10 years to the season that this new book, The Brides of Maricor, comes out. So it's coming in October and fall 2021, 10 years ago in the fall. He wrapped up his three book series that, you know, was spun off the Wizard of Oz. And so um, he 
began Wicked 20, I think it, 25 years ago. So we're going to kind of continue in this world a little. So this is a start of a, the first in the three book spinoff series from Wicked. And it features Alphaba's granddaughter, Rain, um, as she kind of washes on the shore of this uh, unknown uh, island. And um, we get to kind of explore through her eyes. Um, so it's a familiar world that we all like to, to go live in. And he's going to continue it. And it's, it's going to be so, so beautiful. I know uh, Lillian can, can probably already speak for it and say, uh, well, I know she can, um, that it's really wonderful. So please come check out that that panel. That's just like an amazing panel. And we're happy to have two amazing authors on it. Okay, uh, so our next panelist is going to be Tabitha Lastly, author of Sea State in the Memoir Matters panel, which is running concurrently, but you'll be able, depending on which one you're watching, you can watch the replay of the other, vice versa. Uh, so this is 1215 to 1255 as well. Um, and this is a it's basically, it's her memoir that started with Tabitha taking on this job where she basically figured she was going to insert herself into male dominated communities, in particular, the kind of off sea oil rig communities and the men who work on them and those kind of like micro communities that form. Uh, and like in this case, it's, it's mostly in the UK and Aberdeen and other locales. But what began is like an exploration of masculinity, toxic masculinity, what it means when, you know, these off, off uh, shore oil rigs are one of the few kind of like really well-paying blue collar jobs left. And obviously the world is quickly shifting and whether it's energy, jobs, automation, you know, all these things that are kind of causing tension and, and, and really kind of highlighting some of the issues that already existed within these communities. But what happens basically is Tabitha loses herself to the story. She begins an affair with one, a married rig worker uh, and that goes on for some time. Uh, and she's, you know, just kind of growing more reckless and lost and kind of, you know, this is her story of how she went in, how she got through and what she learned from it. The writing is really beautiful and poetic. Um, she just has such a beautiful voice uh, to the book and being able to look back and kind of see it with clear eyes, you know, how she, you know, lost herself to the story. It's really something special. Um, and there's some great uh, reviews. Uh, this is from the London Review of Books, but I think it says, well, Leslie has a skill of a Joan Didion, uh, Leslie has a skill, a Joan Didion kind of skill of inflecting Nonfiction material subjectively, a habit of assessing situations via her nervous system. Sea State has all the presentness of fiction, as well as the exactitude of the nonfiction novel and the gleam of confession. Lastly, conjures an industry and a place, but much more than that, she shows us the men themselves and the relation to her, a mysterious tale of love and fear. A mysterious tale of love and fear. I think that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see her speak. This book isn't coming until December, but the galleys are available, and uh, I'm really excited about this panel and to see her speak. So that's that. Yeah. So mystery, Wanda and Morris, all her little secrets. If you've not heard us talk about this book, you will hear us talk about this book. This is our lead read for the season, 
Um, and Wanda's, this is her debut. Can't believe it's a debut. It's such an action-packed suspense, but also it has so much more underneath um, about a woman who is uh, kind of middle-aged, 40s-ish, and she works for a, she's a corporate lawyer in Atlanta and one and she has kind of it all an Ivy League education she got out of this really horrid past when she was younger in a small town in Georgia she got out of that she's working for this company and she kind of has a brother who's who gets into a lot of trouble but that's really the only thing kind of on her plate now keeping some secrets from their past but she also has a little side relationship with her married boss her married white boss um and one day she goes in for a meeting and he is dead. And so now instead of choosing to call the police, she runs, she leaves the scene because she knows she has secrets that she doesn't want to come to come up from the past. And she knows that they'll look into it even though she didn't have anything to do with this. And so slowly the police start to kind of figure out who was in his office, who was coming and going. So they're kind of looking at her. She's trying to continuously suppress all of these things coming from the past back up. Um, you get these really great scenes between the present and the past and it's, they're really, really beautiful. And I think it's hard to do that well to kind of go, especially in mystery to go back and forth, but Wanda does it so well. And you just feel for these characters who've been such, through such hard things. But then she uh, also is promoted to be the, not only the only, black lawyer, black woman in a high position at this company, but she's, um, she's pushed into this new position, her boss's old position. And so that makes her look even more guilty to people. And she starts realizing that there's a lot going on and they're not as, there's some weird things happening in this boardroom and she thinks she might've only gotten moved up because she is the only black woman um with that can move up and so she starts uncovering some company secrets so she's got a lot coming at her from a lot of different places and it is just a thrill and there's some good twists and we're very very excited about this book so be sure to stop by and, and hear Wanda speak um on at 3 30 on the mystery panel and we had the opportunity to talk uh with Wanda last week I believe it was that, that was the first time I had met her she is a shining light um i mean this this book is thrilling and it does deal with some weighty topics but she is also just she herself is like an amazing person so i'm really excited to see her speak i mean it, she's just so energetic and passionate and genuine she's she is a rising star so definitely check that out and then last but not least world war ii fiction sisters and ours by kaia alderson so this is a really unique story. We have a lot of World War II fiction, but this one, it's a debut novel from Kaia. And this is this untold story of the 6888, which is the all black battalion of the Women's Army Corps. And they kind of were part of this, the mail system. So they would bring, it's the 8,888th Central Postal Directory Battalion. Say that. 10 times fast. Um, and there they go over to Europe to deliver mail to all these people who are fighting over there. And so it's really dangerous. Um, and they have to kind of come into this new level playing field, all these women from very different backgrounds. Um, and they are really treated 
pretty badly um, within their their group and they kind of defile odds and it, it it's really cool. She did a lot of historical research and she used a lot of libraries. So she went and got to touch uniforms in person. The librarians were just so happy that this story that no one knows about was being told that they were just like, give her all the access, like anything she needs, any old records. And so she really put a lot of research into this. And um, we're really hoping what this does is bring to light all of these, maybe, maybe we'll have some a, an onslaught of all of these stories of women that are not being told. And, and I hope this is one of the first of many we're excited. So Sisters in Arms, Taia Alderson. So that's our day of dialogue. I will also be in the booth all day to chat. Um, if you have time, again, I know there's a lot to see and a lot to do, but we'll be there all day. So please do come say hello, say hello to our authors. Thanks again for joining us. We've missed you all, so it's good to be back. Thanks for joining us, and happy Thursday. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.